With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ronnie's going to be out for just a minute. I'm sorry. I, 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 I that. But he'll be kind of in and out 
um, of the show tonight, but he will be on with us for the mo- for the most part. So what I want to do is just go ahead and give out our housekeeping things. Um, you guys know as, as, as this show is dear to me and special to me in several ways. Number one, because it is it speaks volumes about transformation. It speaks volumes about what Butterfly Evolution stands for, and that's coming out of that cocoon. Whatever your cocoon may be, wherever you're coming from, whatever your past may be, and sometimes we get so caught up in our past until we forget who God is and who we are through God. So, so much to cover tonight um, about tonight's show. So, I want to just remind you, you sow a thought, you reap an action, you sow an action, you reap habit, you, you sow habit, you reap, reap character, and your character becomes your destiny. But what goes on in our head is taking us somewhere, which goes right back to what I was saying. You know, we get so caught up in yesterday, last year, and we can do nothing about yesterday. We can't do anything about tomorrow. Really, we can't even do anything about the rest of Tonight. So basically, what that means is we ourselves have no control over what happens to us. I'm going to say that again. We have no control over what happens to us. However, we have all the control over how we respond and what we do to what happens to us. Um, so I want to start tonight's show. Bo, are you there with us? Yes, I'm here. Okay, before I let let you go, I want to um, I want to share something tonight. Um, I owe I'm going to publicly because I have not did it privately. Um, he may not think I have a reason to, but I want to publicly tell Bo that I apologize. I want to publicly apologize, and I'll tell you why. Um, I've been doing this show since 2011, and I think I've been going through my transformation process. Gosh, all my life, but um, I would say I've been going through it purposefully, feels like about 14 years now, like purposefully. And so as I, as, as I thought about this show, and again, I thought about this long before the show, and I'm kind of glad that it did not happen or I did not do it, do it the way I had planned because if I had, I may not be able to give you this tonight, but just as I started to show out saying how we in our own lives, we will allow what has happened to us, think that that's a stopping point for us. So if we do that for ourselves, how much more do we do it to others? Um, And Bo is going to share his story with you, and I'm going to let him do that. And the reason I'm saying publicly that I want to apologize to you, Bo, because, you know, just what I said, we hear a story, we hear someone's story, and instantly we forget. I forgot. I'm not going to say we. I forgot, or I just failed to, or maybe I just didn't want to at that time. I never stopped to pray for you. And, And that's what I'm apologizing for, because... I want someone else to realize, and I said on this show, that's why I have to come back and say, I'm sorry, because I said to deny someone's change is to deny who God is and what he can do. And God will use your stuff 
to bring somebody out of theirs or to keep somebody from going through. And that's what we want to do more than anything. And so as I listen to, to both um, video, I guess, words, uh-huh. you, you're mm-hmm. captured in here because our kids, there's some kids that will be able to change their lives because of what Bo went through. And if they would really listen, he can stop them from going through a lot. And they will listen to him because why? They feel like, hey, you know exactly where I'm coming from. You've been where I've been and you've come through. But, yes, you may have some challenging days, but you can tell me how to get through those days. So if nothing else, when you hear someone's story, number one, we should give God the glory. But here you hear your fine mind and wanting to do God, feeling worthy enough to do God. Because everybody has some stuff. It's my stuff may not be your stuff, but believe me, I have some stuff. But if I allowed it to, it would stop me from going before God. I would feel so right. unworthy of God. And so if you get nothing else out of tonight's show, get that. Because as, as godly people, we are we should expect, God's power, his word to go forth. Because it says, speak and you shall find. It doesn't say speak if you are perfect. Speak if you haven't done anything, you will find. It says speak and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. And so, Bo, I want to start this show out saying, brother, I love you. I owe you an apology. Sorry. And you always be in my prayers. Always. Thank you. Thank you. That being said, I welcome you to the Black Lives Show uh, tonight as our special guest because you have you have formerly been our kind of like our (laughs) co-host. Right, right, right. First of, uh, first I want to say, Tammy, that was very big of you. I thank you so much for that public apology. Um, I feel that you don't owe me an apology. You know what I'm saying, but. Being that you did, I really appreciate it, and it was welcome. And uh, I thank you for that. I want to say uh, hello to my brother over there, uh, Rodney, <clears throat> and uh, wish him all the best and everything. Um, just want to get off into uh, a few minutes of this and welcome everybody that's on the line um, to hear uh, the story and things that I have to say and to share with you. But before we do that, I would like to open this uh, with the prayer, if if possible. So I'm asking anybody out there, you know, I mean, close your eyes for a few minutes, uh, whatever you may be going through. I mean, I want you to focus on that, and I want you to focus on God, you know what I mean, because he's able to do the exceeding. As we say, Father God, we come to you right now, Father, wherever we are, and we're asking you, God, that anything that be amiss in our lives, God, that you straighten it out. Lord, we know that you made us, and we know that we are, your children, God, we know that you have the abundance of power, God, and you're able to help, heal, and deliver, Father. Lord, we focus on you right now, God, and we bring before you every bound thing that is having us bound, God, and we offer it to you, God, to, to dissolute with We ask, God, that you take it and throw it into the sea of forgetfulness, Father God. Heal us from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. 
Lord, we pray for the sick, the suffering, the heartless, the homeless. We even pray for the atheist, God, that you would give them a mind, Father, to know who you are, God. Lord, this world is in such a sad condition, God, but we know that you're able to, to heal it, God. We know that the Bible is being fulfilling, God, but we are not going out without a fight, God, for the devil is rapturing our young folks, God, and we're looking for deliverance from them, Father God. Lord, we ask, God, that you just condition us, God, keep us mindful, keep us humble, God, keep us pressing on towards the mark. We ask that you bless our family members, God. We ask that you take care of us as we travel to and from over the dangerous highways. We ask that you take the wheel from those people that may be sleepy, God, that's driving, and you become the pilot, God, and let them be the co-pilot. Lord, we know that you're the author and finisher of our faith. We know that everything that we pray for, God, you said we have not because we ask not. So right now, Father, we're asking, God, for you to deliver us, Father God. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Uh, Just to get off into my story a little bit. Um, Well, before you start with your story, I want to ask you just a few questions as we talk about leading. Um, What, in your opinion, and then then I'm going to hand it over to you, but what, in your opinion, Particularly for a man, what mm-hmm. what is a leading man, or, or, or what do you? Yeah, well, what is a leading man in your opinion, and what? Gosh, why is it so important for men to lead? Okay, well, in my opinion, a leading man is someone uh, who takes the responsibility of his family, not only his family, but he takes. Uh, responsibility, a uh, leadership role of 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 things to, to be, uh, whether it be uh, the house note, the car note, uh, whether it be uh, uh, his kids, uh, his finances. Um, he's the head. You know what I mean? That's what a, a leading man is. He is supposed to be the head. Uh, he has to be strong. You know what I mean? Uh, in today's society, we have a lot of men that that aren't men. You know what I'm saying? And and the woman does a lot of leading. That's not a leading man. A leading man is supposed to take a leadership role, and he's supposed to be the head of his household, not a dictatorship, but uh, he's supposed to be uh, what I'm looking for. He's supposed to be the head, period. You know what I mean? She's supposed to look to him for answers. You know what I mean? He's supposed to uh, lay a foundation that his kids are supposed to follow. Um, and in my book, you know, that's that's a leadership role of, as a man. And why do you feel it's so important for for it to be that way, for for men to lead? Why do you feel that it's so so important to society today? It's important for a man to lead because it shows uh, the kids that are coming up what a man is supposed to do. Um, it also gives it gives us uh, principle. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, back when my mom and dad were coming up. We looked up to our father because the father was a strong hand in the household. A lot of times the mother didn't work in the household. You know what I mean? The dad got up and he went to work and he went out and he came back and, you know, put the bacon on the table. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, growing up in those times, we learned to know that, hey, daddy didn't play. You know, daddy was the man. You know what I mean? If you mess with me, I'm going to get my daddy. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I feel that that's important because it'll put us back in the realm of where the man is respected as the man. You know what I mean? Now there's so many uh, mothers out there, and I'm talking about mothers that are single. I'm just saying there's so many mothers out there that are single mothers to 
you know, it takes a man to raise a man. You know what I'm saying? A mom can raise a, a raise a boy, but she can only do it so far. You know what I'm saying? Because there'll come a time when he won't, he he gonna need that discipline. He gonna need that that male figure in his life to show him what being a man is. You know what I mean? And without that, and and you know, that structure in the life, then if, you know, family most likely, you know what I'm saying, won't be a family. You know, Bo, I, I like what you said, um, it takes a man to raise a man. But but the more I I go forward, I want to change that to, to it takes a man to raise a child. There is such, if we start to really notice the void that even young women feel when they don't have a father in their lives, and, and it's so important more important on both ends, it's like it's just a, a man, a leading man, and sometimes it doesn't have to be what we call a leading man, will change the course of a child's life, male or female. I don't, it, it's right. something that you can't even really understand, but if you would just watch and monitor, even you'll hear mothers who who have their, their husbands and their child's father in the home who say, you know, I stay up all night, I can do whatever, and dad walks in and he's the king of the crop. You know, he, he gets all the love, all the respect. It's something about that male presence. And I just feel like it just serves right from God. That it that it right. made it is what it is. So I kinda wanna just um get that out because because the series is about leading men and I'm so honored again to have you because so a lot of people will feel like, and I like how you just step up. Yep, I'll do it. And that means you are moving forward. You are not living yesterday's stuff. You you you, right. you are going through. Again, I think that a lot of our young men need to hear this because they, it's easy to give up hope. It's easy to give up hope. And once you do that, tomorrow is not on your agenda. Today is not even on your agenda. Right. So speak to our young people. I'm turning it over to you. And, and for those of who, who are listening, Bo, I'll let you know um, when we get a call in, if someone has a question or a comment. Remember, we have um, quite a number out on, on the phone line with us. So select number one if at any time you have a question or a comment, and I'll notify Bo that we have someone in Same for our chat line. Just put your question out there, and we'll get it over. Okay, Bo, let's, let's go with you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Tammy. What I wanted to say was, um, for me, the ordeal started. You know, I mean, I was about maybe uh, eight, nine years old. Uh, I had moved from New York, uh, Newburgh, to uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and uh, we moved to Pompano. And that's where I did most of my growing up. Um, My father was a preacher. My mom, she was a a missionary. So most of the time we spent uh, our Weeks in church. I mean, five days a week we was in church. I mean, I got so tired of wearing three-piece suits and, you know, this. And my father, he was real strict. You know, he was real strict. Um, we couldn't spend the night over friends' house. That was a no-no. Um, we couldn't go to the movies uh, with kids our age. Uh, we couldn't go to skating ring. You know, he was just real strict. It was church, 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 church. You know, and uh, I want to say peer pressure has a lot of a lot of um, to do with, with kids these days 
because peer pressure was on me even back then, you know what I mean? And I would have my friends come up to me and say, how come you can't do this? How come you can't do this? How come you can't do that? You know, and I didn't want to explain to them that, well, my dad's a preacher and he don't believe in that. So it started to get on me, and then I started to, to rebel, and I started to ask my dad and mom, hey, why can't I go out to the skating ring with so-and-so? Or why couldn't I do this and do that? And my dad, you know, he would beat me, you know what I mean, just for being mouthy, just for asking that question. He would beat me. And um, it got to the point where I was like, you know what, I ain't going to take no more whoopings. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be my own man. You know, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out. So me being a fat kid at age, it was it was kind of hard to be accepted by people because I was mostly picked at, you know what I mean, for being a chubby kid. Um, so when I found people that, re- that really liked me for me, I kind of adapted to them and I kind of did the things that they did because it made me feel like somebody loved me or somebody cared about me. Um, so that's what I did. Uh, I got out in the street and I started to hanging out with different crowds and whatnot, and my father found out and uh, told me that you can either get saved or you can get out of my house. I was at the age of 14. So I was like, well, how do you get saved? You know what I mean? I go to church all the time. I mean, is there a button that you got to push or is there that the heavens got to open up and he got to come down and step on my heart or something? I mean, I didn't know, you know what I mean, how to get saved. I mean, that was something that was that was unheard of to me. I didn't know how to do it. So I couldn't do it. So I guess you know that meant get out of my house. So at the age of 14, I got out of my father's house, and I got in in them streets, you know, and everything that kids did out there, I did, you know what I mean, just to be accepted by them, just to be called one of them. Um, what I didn't know was that everything that I was doing, later I would have to pay for it. Um, I didn't realize that my young life wasn't to be enjoyed. My young life was to prepare for my older life, but I didn't know that as of yet. So I did what I thought was having fun, um, you know, going to the clubs and, and hanging out and smoking weed and drinking and this, that, and the other because I thought that it was fun. I thought that this was, was what young life was supposed to be about, and I had been cocooned up in the church all this long time, and I was just missing it, you know. And then I met a girl who was older than I, and she uh, said she liked me. And I was like, wow, you know, this is my first girlfriend. Never really had a girlfriend, and she's older. But what I didn't know was this older girl had, you know, been in the, in the world a lot longer than I had, and she had been experienced, you know, with drugs and, and everything. I mean, real hardcore drugs. And I succumbed to her and the drugs because she liked me, again, to be accepted. You know what I mean? So I started using hardcore drugs, uh, smoking. What they had back then was freebase. You know, you call it crack today, but back then it was freebase. But I started smoking drugs at an early age. Um, didn't know what addiction was. Didn't know that it was going to have an effect on my life. I was doing something to fit in, you know, trying to be a part of, again, not knowing where it was going to lead me later in life. And the more I did it, the more I, I liked it because it gave me a false pretense of who I was. You see, one thing about a male is a male feel that he either got to be a girl or gay if he feel. That's not so. You know what I'm saying? I heard somebody say a long time ago, grown men cry. I wouldn't cry for the simple fact I felt like it was either for a female or for someone that was gay to cry. You feel what I'm saying? So 
being that I got all these different emotions coming out, I used to get high to cover up the emotions. You know what I mean? Um, and the next thing I knew, man, I started to venture off into to crime. I started to, to steal here or steal there, you know, go in the store, grab something and go out and sell it to get drugs. You know what I'm saying? For me and for her. You know, and then she was doing her thing, whatever it was she was doing to get drugs to supply both of us. You know, um, that's when it became apparent to me that I had an addictive problem. You know what I'm saying? But to not face well, the hurt that I was feeling. Now? But, but how old were you at this time? 14, going on 15. 14, 15, okay. Yeah, I was 14, going on 15. Um, by the age of, of of fifteen, I was full fledged uh, alcoholic and and dope smoker. You know what I mean. Um, and most of the people in my neighborhood, they knew it because I never was in school. You know what I mean. I was always on the corner, and I was always in trouble. And at the age of sixteen, I got caught with drugs, and I was sentenced to to uh, two and a half years in prison. It was my first time being in prison, I didn't know what to expect. You know what I mean? All I knew is that, you know, I, I was going to fight. You know, that's right. You know what I mean? Um, they sent me to Bavar Correctional Institution. It was an adult It was an adult prison, but they were trying to transfer, transform it over into a youth offender prison. So when I got there, it was still grown folks there. You know, and I can remember walking in, you know what I mean? I hear these dudes saying, hey, look, that one right there, he belongs to me. The one with the bow legs, I want him. You know what I mean? And I was looking around like, who is they talking about? You can't be talking about me. What do you mean you want me? You know what I mean? It was all new to me. I didn't know that I was going to have to fight for my life. You know what I'm saying? Um, but how how quick you you learn, how quick you have to adapt to your surroundings because there's no more mama there. There's no more daddy there. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's no friends in there. You know what I mean? They, they, they were no friends on the street. I thought they were friends, but they weren't friends. You know what I mean? Because when we got into trouble and all this happened, everybody pointed the finger at me. They didn't, that belonged to him, I guess, because they were a little closer to each other than I was to them. So, you know, like I said, going to prison, um, being faced with this, you know, and not knowing what was going to happen to me, I feared for my life. You know what I mean? Um, and I can remember, like it was yesterday, man, my, my third day in there, uh, a dude walked up to me and he asked me, uh, um, did I want a candy bar? I was like, what? What do you mean do I want a candy bar? Like, do you want a candy bar? I was like, nah, I'm good. He said, well, if you don't want a candy bar, he said, uh, uh, I got some other chocolate for you. You know what I mean? And I said, bro, you got to kill me. You know what I mean? You got to kill me. That's what's going to happen. You know? And um, I can remember um, coming out of the laundry room where – there was like one single light bulb down this long shaft and the dude was standing in the cut and I never saw him. And he yoked me around my neck, man. And, uh, tried to rape me, man. And I fought for my life and some old guy helped me. You know what I mean? He was like, man, young blood ain't trying to go out like that, man. Let him go. You know what I mean? And it didn't happen to me, but it put me on guard. The next thing you know, I got, uh, a lightning rod. It looked like, look like an ice pick. I got a lightning rod, Tied, got it tied up off a string, and I'm walking around with a shank on me all day long in prison. I'm sleeping with a shank on me all night long in prison. 
I sleep with one eye open, one eye closed. You know what I mean? And I never really got any sleep because I was always afraid that somebody was going to try me. You know, so it wasn't comfortable in there. It wasn't no no holiday in, no stay where it, it was comfortable. It was always, always watch your back, you know, watch your front. You know what I mean? Uh, and then if it wasn't the inmates trying to get you, it was the police beating up on you for no reason. You know what I mean? Just because they could. You know, hey, you look like you pull your pants up or look at your shoes. Why they untied? Get over here and make slap you down. Hit you upside your head with a nightstick. Split your skull open. This just just crazy. You know what I mean? Just because they could. And to think that I bought all of that on myself because I didn't want to listen. Because I thought I was mature. Because I wanted to know what was on the other side of the fence from the church house. You know? I wanted to be out in the street. I wanted to be with the crowd. I wanted to have what I thought was fun. And look where it got me. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, hard head make a soft behind. But it took a, it took a while for my behind to get soft because, you know what? It, my, my head was real hard. You know? I didn't learn from that. I stayed in there for two years, and they let me out. I was on the street two months and went back to doing the same thing, the same exact thing, you know. Now I'm 18 years old. Now I don't know that the, that, that the, the penalty for crime is a little harsher, you know what I mean? So now I get caught up in the selling of drugs. I want to be a dope boy because I want to give back, get back what I think they owe me for them two years that I've been locked up, you know, and now – it's it done changed. I done lost my little body fat. I done got kind of muscular now, and you know I done had a, won a few fights while I was in prison. So now I got this this chip on my shoulder, like I'm Mr. Bad Ego Man or something, and I ain't nobody gonna bother me. And this is what I'm gonna do, you know what I mean? And I started selling drugs now to to be accepted by people again, because I wanted people to look up to me again. You know what I'm saying? So half of the things that happen to me is because I want to be accepted by somebody else. You know what I mean? I brought a lot of problems on myself. But so I, have a I get off into this. If, if you okay, don't mind, okay. go ahead. You, you said most of the things, if not all, were, were done in your opinion because you wanted to be accepted. Is this right. by your peer group? Is this, is this, I guess let's, 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 let's focus on that just for a minute because I, I, I feel like a lot of kids feel that way. And I guess I want you to go back to such a such such a place and such a time, um, accepted by your peers, the, the other children. Can you talk a little bit more about the importance you felt at that time of being accepted and by who and why? Right. The, accept, the acceptance was by my peers, by other kids, uh, either younger than me or, or older than me. Um, I wanted to be accepted by females that probably thought I was a fat boy or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I found out that sometimes that money, you know, made people not see you as fat, it made you see you as fat. You know what I mean? I wanted to be accepted. You know, I didn't want nobody to have anything bad to say about both. You know what I mean? So whatever it was that I could get into, I got into. Whatever it was that caught the attention or the eye of of my peers around me, if it was if it was going to get me accepted by them, to be called one of them, a friend, or you know, my nigga, or my homeboy, or my dog, whatever it was that they did, I did. 
because I wanted their approval. You know what I'm saying? And 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 that and that that goes for you know kids now today the same way. You know what I mean? We want approval uh, to be to make us feel like we're somebody important. You know, but I'm here to tell you, you don't need nobody's approval. You're important because God made you important. You know what I mean? God don't make trash. We're not trash. You know what I mean? We're people. We're human with, with, with a purpose in life. But like I said, I didn't see that at that time. At that time, my main, my main focus was to be accepted by anybody that I felt like liked me as a person. Why was it? Why do you feel children, young people, do not? Um, I guess because it's somewhere, somewhere, somebody I'm sure um, accepted you, even if it was just one person. Why do you feel young people, and again, taking you back to such time and place, why do you feel like it's so much easier? It seems for young people to turn that eye to over to this side, because I also heard you say that you didn't want anybody to say anything bad about both. And, 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 and that's kind of, I know, I know what you mean as that 14 year old, 15 year old, but as, as we sit here as these 46 plus people, we know better now. So I want these young people to see themselves at our age. You may be 14, 15 now, but when you're sitting in our place, if you if you so if you're so blessed to make it to to that time, you will look back and feel the same way. So I want to I want to help them understand that there's someone somewhere accepting you just as you are. And although you you said you didn't want anybody to say anything bad about both, you were choosing to do bad things, even even worse things. And so help help the young kids try to, I know that's hard, but kind of go back to your time and place and, and try to understand how you were feeling and help them relate to what you know now versus what you did then. Okay, what I was feeling then, Terry, I was feeling, um, it's called inferiority complex. I, did, I had a complex about feeling inferior to anybody. I didn't want to, to put to appear scared. I didn't want to appear beneath. I didn't want to appear uh, green, soft, however you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be known as a, a hard hitter. I wanted to be known as, you know, uh, a down brother. You know what I'm talking about? Just somebody that was off the chain. You know, I'm down for whatever. I'm with my homies. I mean, I'm a ride or die. You know what I'm saying? If we got a bus, we going to bus. If we got to fight, we're going to fight. We're going to do it. I wanted to be accepted by them. I didn't want none of them saying anything bad or negative about me. Like, you know, that, and he ain't, he ain't, he ain't gangster or uh, he a snitch or he the police or those things were negative. Those were no, no, those kind of brands you couldn't wear in my hood. You couldn't wear those brands. And I didn't want to be labeled anything like that. So therefore, I I got with 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 certain clicks and certain dudes and did certain things to be accepted by them. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not knowing, not knowing that all of this time, all of these things that I was doing were gonna come back to haunt me. Not knowing that those things were gonna keep me 
from getting my education, and I had to get education while I was in prison, not knowing that those things were going to keep me from being able to get a good job today, not knowing that those things were going to reflect on me all the negativity because when people see you, when you go look for a job, they don't look at you. They look at your record, so they don't see your face. They see what you've done. So your past is, is, is there. It's never cleared. See what I'm saying? But I didn't know that at the time. So I acted on impulse because of my inferiority, and I did what I thought was accepted by my homeboys or by my friends or by different females or whatever the case may be just to be called one of them. Mm. Oh, okay. So you would say it's safe to say that it was you were following what was cool, what appeared to be cool and and maybe what the girls were turning to or anybody that that you were turning to kind of the cool crowd. What was popular? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay. Being a, being what they called a square, somebody who did his homework, somebody who went to school, somebody who 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 went to church, somebody who had a job, that was a square back in the day. That was called a square. He was uncool. You know what I'm saying? He was nobody to hang with. Man, was I ever wrong. You know what I mean? I wish I was a square. You know what I'm talking about? Because right. the squares were the one the squares were the one who who grew up to have something in life. The squares were the one who worked for IBM making fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. The squares were the one who went on to graduate, to to own homes and businesses and this, that, and so forth. But they, they don't give you a manual on how, how to be a child when you're growing up as a child. You know what I mean? These things, they, they have to be inbred in you in an in instructional in a, in a home. You know, but when, you, when you're young and you've got peer pressure, you don't, you don't listen to what mom and daddy say because you think that they done got old and they don't know nothing. You understand what I'm saying? But you forget that uh, you don't think you don't think for you know, for yourself. Especially if it's not what you see out there, and that's that. If we could just stop right there for a minute, because there's not enough. There's so many organizations that that are trying to help kids, but we 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 have these meetings, we have these functions, and so these kids come. They show up maybe five, six at a time, and they think. Everybody's doing this. Everybody else is out having a good time. But if we would come together, even if that means somebody has to put theirs to the side and let's help each other, um, and so that when they come, they're not one of four or one of five. They are maybe one of a hundred. And they get to think, hey, it's not so bad doing this. A lot of people are going to school, getting their work. They're not following the crowd. They're listening to their parents. They are they are trying to do a better life, and so that's why I wanted to stop there for just a minute. Because if you were see if you were seeing differently, or if you thought, hey, it's just as many people over here going this route as it is over here, just maybe don't know, but just maybe you would have chosen the other route. Oh, no doubt about it, Tammy. You know, what I mean, no doubt about it. You know, I, as I sit here and I look at my life now, you know, I, a lot of times. I want you to excuse my French for a minute, right? A lot of times I want to kick my own ass, you know what I'm saying, for how long it took me to get it right, for how long it took me to finally open up my eyes and see the sunlight, you know what I'm saying, to see my future, to see which way and the direction that the Lord is guiding me in, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I used to hear people say, 
and it's true. You know, the Lord got a calling on your life, and I be looking at them like, what is you talking about? I ain't heard the Lord say nothing. You know what I mean? And the Lord got a calling on your life. Well, he look, if he told you, look like he told me first since he was talking about me. Those are the kind of accusations I used to say, you know, give back to people. Those are the things that I used to say to these people when they would tell me stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, in, in, in every due season, there's a time when God going to show up in your life, man, and he going to wreak havoc. Whatever you think you have done went through, but you ain't went through nothing because God will break you all the way down to the lowest of lowest, and he will open you up like a can of worms, man, and put a whipping on you, but you just, boy, you thought mama them beat you. Uh, but God put a whipping on you, boy. You, it, I'm just whipping like you never, ever could imagine, you know? And like I said, I mean, you know, back then, I felt like that was a thing to do. That was what I was supposed to do. You know what I mean? I mean, I felt like that was really it. You know, not knowing that, hey, you're going to get older one day, man. You're going to have a family one day if you choose to have one. You know, you're not going to always be uh, 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 energetic, you know, able to run uh, uh, four, four, or four, five in the 40 years. You ain't going to be that person all your life. You're not going to be him. You're not going to be able to bench press 400 pounds and squat. This you're not going to be able to do that. Nobody could have told me that back then. I felt like I had an S on my chest and my name was Clark Kate. You know what I mean? That's what I felt like, you know? But now as I sit and I look back at all the mistakes that I made, you know, going to prison four times, man, in and out of prison, doing over 22 years of my life in prison, and the reason, because I was hard-headed, because I didn't learn from the times that I was going, and because I felt like, you know, uh, uh, being accepted by 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 my peers and by what I thought was my homeboys and my friends, being accepted was more important than being responsible. That's the word right there. You know, I thought being accepted was better than being responsible. Wow, being accepted was better than being responsible. Well, what? Okay, you said twenty-two years. People will hear that. I hear that and say that that's almost. It's not. That's almost half of your life. What what did what brings you to this point to where you choose responsibility? What was it for you? Do you remember that 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 day, that night, that hour when you just knew that something had to something had to change? Well, um, I'm gonna tell you what it was. I mean, I was I was in jail um, again, yet again. And this time it was for uh, fighting, you know what I mean? Um, and I and I and I laid there, and I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, I'm looking at these four corner walls. I done counted every brick inside the room. You know what I mean? 365 to be exact. You know what I mean? And, and for for some reason, I was like, well, that yeah, just make same. And the reason why I remember that is because it was the same amount of bricks. It was the same amount of days. You know what I mean? In a year. So I was like, 365 degrees. And that, <laughs> and I counted the bricks, you know what I mean, over and over and over again. You know what I mean? I just got sick and tired of them, sick and tired of counting these bricks, you know. And I seen the Bible laying over there, and I was like, wow, I'm going to read a book. But I didn't want to read that book, you know what I mean, because uh, it, it kind of convicted me. Every time I look at it, I felt convicted because I knew what my father and my mother stood for. You know, I knew where I had been brought up, you know, singing in the church, playing drums in the church, just a church kid. I was a PK, you know, 
but something told me to pick that book up, man. You know, pick that book up and read it. And I picked up that book, and I began to read it. You know, and what the tears that flowed from my eyes, you know what I mean, as God began to talk to my heart. And he began to peel those those layers off of me that, you know, I, I had them put on me of, 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 of thugism. I was a thug. You know what I mean? You name it, I did it. You know what I mean? Gun played the whole nine yards. I was down with it. All you had to do was say, come on, let's go, and I was a push button, automatic. You know what I mean? When I went to prison, I went for for for, for armed trafficking, 16 guns. You know what I mean? I Drugs. You know what I mean? And guess what? The stuff wasn't even mine. I went for somebody else's stuff. You know what I mean? I was just a carrier. But, you know, being the fact, I ain't finna tell on nobody. I ain't finna snitch. I'm going to take this time and I'm going to ride with it. And I did that. You know what I mean? I did that. But laying up in that cell, man, and God began to minister to my heart, what are you doing? Is This the, This is not the life that I chose for you. You need to repent. And I was crying, and I was telling God to deliver me out of this. I told him that I didn't know what else to do. I told him that I have an addicted disease. Every time I'm on the street, I'm getting high, and I'm drinking. You know what I'm saying? I, I need you to do it. I can't do it anymore. I, I take my hands off of it. I said, if you're really real, if you're really real as you say you are, you will do this for me. Not only take it, take the taste out of my mouth, deliver me from it. I, I, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. I asked God, pray God, you know, take the demon of, 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 of socialism off of me to where I just got to be accepted by people that don't mean me no good. Take that off of me. Give me a mind to, to have choice, God. Give me a, a mind of direction. You know, put the right people in my life. These are the prayers that I prayed as I cried out to God in that room by myself. You know, because I wanted to change. I was sick and tired of going through the same thing. I went to prison. My son was two months old when I came home. My son was 18, then 19. You know, he got to know me from a jail cell. I saw him Christmas, and I saw him on his birthday. That was it. If 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 my friend, if my mother or my father wasn't coming for his birthday, I didn't see him that year. My family got to know me from letters. That's how they got to know me. But I put myself in that position. You know, today I choose life, and I choose life more abundantly. You know, kids come in this world. They don't ask to be here, but they need direction. Kids need to listen to their parents. I'm a living witness to tell you that kids need to listen to their parents, whether it be boy or girl. Whether it be boy or girl, you need to listen to your parents. I'm a parent. Bo, can can I ask you a question? Because I've heard you say a number of times that you are taking responsibility. Basically, you're taking responsibility because I've heard you say um, you're so angry and want to kick your own butt because you put all this on yourself. And you've taken full responsibility for your choices. What have you always taken responsibility or did you have to get to a point where you realize that I I am here because of my choices? So have you always accepted responsibility for your choices? I wasn't 
I wasn't always responsible because my choices weren't always positive. Most of my choices were negative. So those weren't responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? Those were those were bad choices. Those were bad decisions that I made that put me in ruts, you know, that put me behind the bars, that put me uh, on the end of, of, of a guy's pistol being shot five times. You know what I'm saying? That's those what I'm decisions. Saying. That's you blamed anybody but yourself. So I'm saying, like, you, you were taking responsibility for your, li- your life course rather than – because so many people, I've not heard you blame one person – or say anything about a person's decision, well, that's rare. So so I'm wondering, how, did you get to this point to where you said, no, my life ended up the way it did because of my choices, or did have you always, have you ever blamed anybody, I guess? Have you ever felt um, sorry for yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I blame, I blame a whole bunch of people before I got – uh, before uh, God came into my life and, and opened my eyes, I blamed everything. You know what I mean? Okay. I blamed the fact that when we were growing up as kids, we didn't have like other kids had. You know what I mean? Me and my sister had to share a radio one Christmas. You know, I blamed it on that. I blamed on the fact that I was a, a fat kid growing up and, and nobody liked me. You know what I mean? So I blamed it on that. I blamed it on the fact that I was big and I wanted to lose weight at the time. So I blamed using drugs to get skinny. You know what I mean? I blame. I, I I did more blaming than anything. You know what I mean? Because I felt like that was a, a reason to keep doing it. You know, I blamed the system when I got locked up that they was locking me up for no reason when there was other people out there doing worse crimes than me. You know, what I, mean? I was the blame king. You just said something very powerful. You said, "Oh, you yeah, you blamed a lot of people because that was a reason to keep doing it." That's powerful. Right. Because right. That, that's, that's so powerful because as long as 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 long as we feel like someone else is the reason we're here, then we're looking for those same people to make it right, to correct the wrong, right. to right the wrong. And sometimes people don't even know that you feel you they've wronged you, and they're moving on with their lives. So it's so important to take responsibility. And as young, old, our young people, you need to know that when you make a choice. That's what that we started to show off tonight, saying that maybe, maybe no, you cannot control what happens, but you certainly can control what you do on the other side of happening. Whatever it is, you make that choice. Tammy, I, just, right I just want to say something, Tammy. In, in the blame game, because that's what it is, it's a blame game. You know what I'm saying? You blame, you get caught in the game. That's the way it goes. You know, decision-making starts with you. It starts with the individual. You understand what I'm saying? You have to search yourself and say, self, what is it that I want out of life? Do I want to be sleeping under a bridge? Do I want to be homeless? Do I want to be in prison the rest of my life? You know what I'm saying? Do I want to grow in a place where I'm told when to eat, when to use the bathroom, when to sleep, when to get up, when to go to work, when to take off? Do I want that do I want to, someone else to have control over my life, or do I want to have control over my life? You understand what I'm saying? And it all starts with the decisions that we make as people or that you make as a child. You understand what I'm saying? You have to make the right decisions now because now is when it starts because later is going to be the determination or the outcome of your decision now. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of times I, I I wish I could have done it different. 
You know what I mean? It would have saved me a lot of stress. It would have saved me a lot of time that I lost. That time is gone, and I can't get it back. You understand what I'm saying? I cannot get that back. But what I can do is I can go forward, you know. But I I, 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 I take it upon myself to, to try to educate kids on this fact to keep them from going that route because it's nowhere. You see what I'm saying? I failed in that department coming up, and it took years away from my life. I don't wish for another child to have to go through what I went through in order to learn. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not sitting here saying I'm up on no cloud. I'm not saying that, that I, I don't make mistakes. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. But I'm saying I ain't where I should be yet because somebody said they seen me in the pulpit, but I ain't there yet. But I thank God I'm not where I used to be. You understand what I'm saying? So I've taken a, a personal interest to myself to give back what God gave to me, and that's freedom. You know what I mean? God gave me freedom, you know, not just in the spirit, but he gave me freedom in the in the physical, physical because I'm not locked up anymore. I'm not locked up in my mind. You can be locked up in your mind even though you're free out there on the street. Because if you listen to what your homeboys say or you listen to what your homegirls say, you are entrapped in your mind. You are locked up in your mind. Ain't no shackles on your arms and feet. It's on your mind. You got to free your mind. You got to let a person know that, hey, I make my own decision. You can't control nobody else. The only person that you can control is yourself. And if it ain't right, it ain't right. See, two wrongs don't make no right. Negative and negative don't make nothing positive. You got to stand up for yourself no matter how old you are, and you have to dictate your future because anybody can tell you anything. But it's up to you to accept whatever it is that they're telling you. If you know it's wrong, then don't do it. Simple as that. Because when you get into the problem, they ain't going to be there for you. You're going to have to say, Mama, Daddy. And, man, we got too many bills, too much stuff going on out here. Then to worry about you being locked up somewhere trying to send you 10 or $20 to make sure you got a honey bun and a potato chip. Come on, man. Life is bigger than that. Not when you have the 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 resources right now and, and the and the potential to be anything in life that you want to be. You don't have to choose that route. It's a choice in the matter. You can get yourself on track, do what you're supposed to do in school, get your lesson, and go on in life to become something successful. Nobody wants to be a part of a dummy. Nobody wants to share in the in the life of a dummy. And I'm not talking about a dummy as far as book work. I'm talking about a dummy as far as, as the decisions that you make. Because some people make dumb decisions just because they want to. No other reason. Nobody made you do it. Can't nobody make you do anything. Ain't nobody got no strings on you. And you ain't no puppet making you do anything. It's your choice. You see, I choose to have a mind today that, that tells me what's right, what's wrong. I choose to have a mind today that tells me how to be a responsible person in life. I choose to have a mind today that tells me that if I walk out in front of a bus and it hit me, there's a, there's a more than a half enough chance that I may not make it. You see, I ain't got to jump off a bridge to know that, that it's a long fall to the bottom. I can stand on the top of the bridge and look down and say to myself, wow, that's a nice drop. Anybody fall down there, you might not make it. I ain't got to take that leap. 
And see, that's what I'm. That's what I want to get, you know, kids to understand that you know what I'm saying. Those people that you call friends, when the, when the, when when the things go down, you know what I'm saying. And 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 then police get involved, or or it comes a time when when somebody got to pay for whatever went down. Well, you ain't got no friend. Ain't no such thing as no friend. They don't tell on you because it's better you go than him, or it's better she go than her. That's how they look at it. So I'm giving it to you know to your first hand. You know I ain't putting no cut on it. I'm giving it to you raw. You know what I'm saying this is how it is. This is how life is. You know what I mean. I'm trying to curve those kids, you kids out there, from from going through that. I'm trying hey, to Bo, stop that from happening. Bo, I heard I I I think you and I talked about this some time ago, and if we didn't, it, it was someone, but. You made me think about a couple of things. Um, you know, a lot of our children before going, or, or just adults either way, but our young people, when you say a dumb decision, you know, I want them to really think about this. You know, they say nobody's going to tell me what to do. Um, you know, you can't tell me what to do with, and all this. Well, what do you think happens when you go to jail? Like you just said, they tell you when to wake up, when to eat, when to go to bed, and and. You, I think about Anthony Graves who came on this show and he was wrongfully convicted. And when he got out, I mean, he stayed in there for years. And if you guys have never studied this case, look him up, Anthony Graves. And he talked about how it was difficult for him to eat off of a plate. He wanted a tray. When he got out of prison, his, it had become so conditioned. And so the very thing that you say, you're not going to do out here or, or you're trying to run from while you're free, and that is not being told what to do and when, you give up all freedom when you get in. All freedom. Yeah, ain't, yeah, ain't no such life thing as what you ain't. Yeah, ain't no such thing, Tammy, is what you ain't going to do when you get in jail or when you go to prison. Ain't no such thing as what you ain't going to do. You're going to do it. You're going to do it willingly or you're going to do it forcibly. And them only two what you gonna do. That that's it. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no such thing as child abuse in prison and jail. Ain't no such thing as battery in prison and jail. Not when it got nothing to do with you and a police officer or you and a prison guard. Ain't no such thing as that. Man, listen, let me tell you something. And and I and I and I want you to really listen to me, Tammy. I was in a in confinement. Confinement is jail inside of jail. I stayed in confinement for three years. One room, one cell. We took a bath three times a week. Do you hear me? We took a bath three times a week. And this guy across the cell from me, he threw a cup on a guard that was passing by. The guard came back, sprayed him down with water. They opened up the cell. They had this shield that covered his arms and in front of his body all the way down to his calves. And it was electric. And the dude was already wet. Man, he walked into him. The dude went to try to fight and get to the guard. And when that shield hit him, man, I saw sparks, man, fly off of him like it was thunder and lightning outside. He hollered so loud, man, it scared me. He hollered, and then he, when he backed up against the wall, the guy told him to get out of the cell. So he came out of the cell. When he came out of the cell, he was walking behind him, hitting him with that thing telling him, apologize to me. He said, I'm sorry. Bah. I'm sorry. 
from one end of the tier all the way to the other end of the tier. He shocked this man, man, who was already wet from water. Do you know how painful that had to be? His mama wasn't there to help him. The warden wasn't there to help him. Ain't nobody going to say nothing because you know what? You're not even considered a person when you get into something like that. You're considered a number. They don't call you by your name because you're not a person. A name affiliates you as being a person. They call you a number because you're a nobody to them. So, like I said, you're going to do what they say do. So, you sitting out here talking about ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Boy, you get off in there, they're going to make you going to either do it willingly or they're going to make you do it. And trust me, pain is no option to them. They, they, they will give you plenty of that, plenty of that. So why make life hard for you, man, when you got it easy out here? When it's so easy to just do what you got to do to get where you need to get. So, Bo, tell us about the Tighten Up Ministry. Um, tell us where, like, how this started. Um, what do you plan? What, what do you want to see this go? And tell us, because some of our listeners don't, are not on Facebook and don't know about the Tighten Up ministry. So tell us how this began and where where you are and what you'd like to do with it, um, looking for people to help in what ways and so forth. Well, um, Tighten Up Ministry was something that, you know, that was, you know, kind of basically given to me by God. You know, um, I was talking to my wife and I, I woke up one morning and I was just like, hey, man, I said, I, I think I know my calling. You know, I go to church every Sunday. I play the drums in the church. And, um, I used to, you know, talk to the kids in the church about, you know, you know, staying in school and, you know, getting your education and, you know, doing this, that, the other, blah, this, blah, and, you know, I share with them, you know, things that I had been through. And I was sleeping. I woke up, man, and I told my wife, I said, man, I said, uh, I think I know my calling. She said, what's that? I said, uh, I think God wants me to, you know, to reach out to the young folks, you know, and, and, and try to give them uh direction, you know what I'm saying, let them know what I've been through. My life is a testimony, you know what I mean, to to, to keep kids from, from going that route, to kind of open their eyes to what's going on. And um, I remember talking to my son, and I and my son's 24, and I told him, I said, uh, I said, what are you doing, man, with your life? And he was like, well, Dad, I want to be a rapper. You know what I mean? I said, yo, man, I said, uh, that's fine. And I said, but that's a dream. That's not reality. You got to get a job, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, yeah, I'm going to get a job, you know what I'm saying? But my first love is rapping. And I said, man, you need to tighten up. You know what I mean? And he was like, tighten up. I was like, yeah, you need to tighten up, man. So in all things, when I say tighten up, that means get it fully together. Pull yourself together. Tighten up the rope that's, that's, that's binding you. You know what I'm saying? Pull yourself together. Tighten up the things that that that, that are that are around you, that's keeping you from doing what it is that you need to do, you know. Um, and this ministry is basically for uh, the youth, you know, for kids that may have been, you know, uh, uh, physically abused, mentally abused, emotionally abused. Hey, I mean, this this is a, a site where you can go and talk to other kids that have been like that, you know what I'm saying, have done like that. You can talk to, to me. I'm going to have other therapists. Um that uh, attend the school that I go to, um, um, and, uh, you know, just networking, you know, to try to help kids who might have a problem, who who don't think that nobody understands them. You know, a lot of times kids will talk to 
other people before they talk to you because they feel that they're going to be in trouble if they talk to you about it. You know what I mean? But I'm urging every kid, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, your parent is somebody who needs to know what's going on with you because if they don't know what's going on with you, then how can they help, you know? Um, some people can't talk to their parents. That's where tighten up comes in to play. You know what I mean? You you can you can log on and blog on and 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 talk to to me myself or so, uh, another therapist or some you know about your situation. You know what I mean? Uh, and we can try to give you uh, insight on how to handle that situation. Now I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we can solve every problem in the world. We don't have an answer to every problem in the world. But together we can work on solutions so that those problems become minimized. You know what I'm saying? So that's what tighten up is. It's, it's a it's a it's a fight where where not only boys, girls also. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear this little saying they have out there, and, and girls calling themselves thoughts. You know what I mean? I, I ask my wife, hey, what is a thought? She's talking about. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I mean, forgive me. I'm I'm a little older now. You know, I'm 45 years old. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't know the slang that most kids use in the street now. And I was like, you know, what is that? And uh, I had to ask my son, you know what I mean, because, you know, he, he's familiar with these things that's going on out, and he told me. And I was like, wow. And I said, and the girls answer to that? And he was like, yeah, Dad, they answer to that. You know, some of them even like it. And I said to myself, oh, my God, you know, and it's time for, you know, me to really, you know, get out here and talk to my little young sisters and let them know that, man, you're not that. That's not you. You're a queen. You're something beautiful. God made you. You know what I mean? Don't answer to that. That's foolishness. You know what I mean? Don't let a man, a boy, or anybody belittle you. Don't let them call you that. That's not what you are. You know what I mean? You're a young lady, and that's what you should be treated like. You know? I mean, when people stoop to that level, man, you're allowing them to, to put a brand on you. You know what I mean? You just dropped all your self-worth. You, I mean, you're not, you're not worthful. You're worth less. You know? So, you know, that that was one of the things that started me to, to uh, form, tighten up, you know, gen- just generally because I got a love for kids, man. You know what I mean? I have three kids of my own, and I just have a genuine love for kids, man. And not only that, man, I'm just tired of the system doing our babies so wrong, man, when they get them off in there, you know? I mean, they get them off in and they do them wrong. I know because they did me wrong, you know, and I just want kids to have a greater choice now than they did before they met me, you know what I mean, or before they met someone like me, you know what I mean. I want to give them other options in life. You know, if they need help with the schoolwork, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, squad. And we we setting up um, avenues to where we can get them in libraries and have little tutors and stuff to help them with their schooling. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know, it's it's, it's like it's gonna be like a big brother program. You know, where we're your big brothers. You know what I mean, or your big sisters. You know. We just want to do something that's positive because enough negative is going on. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I like rap music. I don't I don't have a problem with rap music, you know what I'm saying? But if it's telling your child to do wrong, then I have a problem with that, you know? And it's a big influence over our children nowadays. So we're becoming we're becoming the the alternative to rap. We're becoming people that 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 are conditioning kids to do the things that they're supposed to do, vice versa, those things that rap music is telling them that they should do. You understand what I'm saying? We we don't want them to be influenced by by busting caps and all of that, that, and the other. We don't want them to be influenced by that. You know what I mean? 
You know, I'm not bashing rap music, you know what I mean? Like I said, I listen to rap music, you know what I mean? But I listen to certain rap music. Um, but we want them to be influenced by, you know, going to school, you know, getting a good grade, good GPA, you know what I'm saying, becoming lawyers, doctors, you know what I mean, um, being positive, you know, owning homes, you know what I'm saying, owning businesses, stuff like that, you know what I mean? It's not about being rich. It's about being put in a position where you can help yourself and then just maybe help your family or your family members. You know what I'm saying? I look at how Mexicans, they'll come over here, and it'll be 500 billion of them. They will stay in a house together. You know what I'm saying? 20 or 30 of them. And little by little, they'll venture out. And then until, and, they, and one will leave, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. But they'll band together and help each other until everybody got a house. Everybody got a car. You know what I'm saying? And they don't fight or argue about it. They do this because they stick together, united. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to unite our kids, man, from any walks of life. I mean, from all over the globe if we can. You know what I mean? And we're trying to get these kids because they're the next generation. You know what I'm saying? They're the next people to lead this world. They're the ones that are going to decide whether this world runs smooth or whether it runs rough. You know, I may not be here to see it. You know what I mean? Um, But I would like to know that I gave a contribution to help in the organization of a smoothly ran world instead of a world that's full of chaos and corruption because nobody had, you know, took the time out to care. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think, like I said, I don't think I'm no big advocate speaker. I'm just a a hood figure from the hood that, that went through everything in life because he chose the wrong path and God delivered him from that foolishness and fixed him up to use him for something greater. You know what I mean? You know, I'm a nobody, but in Christ, so, I'm everything. So what has been the response to, because I know you, you've put out two, that I've seen two videos. What has been the response to the videos? Can you tell the, the people a little bit about that? Like, do you... Uh-huh. Well, the, the the videos themselves, like I said, I was just um, going off of, of an instinct of what God told me, and I just, and I was, you know what I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of, I was kind of really, you know, afraid to put myself out there, you know what I'm saying, to tell, you know, everybody my business, but then God said, it ain't your business, you know what I'm saying, it's my business, you know, and he was like, you know, I want you to tell my people, this is what I want you to do, so, you know, being that I'm sold out for Christ, I did what he said do, and the, and the response has been overwhelming. You know, I've had uh, people to call me, you know, tell me, you know, about things that they're going through. Uh, some is, you know, some as young as sixteen, some twenty, uh, and I and I tell them, you know, you know what I can about the decisions that that they need to make and how to go about it. You know, um, I had one fella, you know, I don't call names, I don't put people out there. I had one young fella, you know, what I'm saying he was going through a lot, you know, twenty years old, you know what I mean, and he had, you know, a kid and. You know, he was like, you know, it ain't working out for me, man. I, you know, I'm selling dope and this, that, and the other, blah, this, squad. And I told him, I said, you know, don't do that. That's not the answer. I said, you love your child? He's like, yeah. I said, you ready to be taken away from his life? He was like, no. I said, I tell you what, let me have your baby. And he was like, huh? I was like, let me have your baby. He was like, nah. I said, you wouldn't let the next man have him when you go to jail. So why you won't let me have him and stay out here? And he was like, wow. You know? I said, because that's what's going to happen, bro. I say, you know, negative begins negative. You do wrong, it's going to come back. I say, some people call it calm. I don't call it calm. I call God doing what he say he's going to do. 
straight up and down. You know what I mean? You can't do wrong and give somebody something that's going to hurt them, that's going to take them down and expect to be blessed by it. Just don't happen like that. It don't happen like that. You know what I'm saying? Because that person that you're giving it to is one of God's children. So what God going to do, he going to bring it tenfold back on you because you're, you're the bearer of bad news. You're the one that's bringing it. So when I, you know, when I told him that, you know what I mean, and I talked to him and I told him, you know, how, you know, prison, he wanted to know, you know, how is it in jail? I said, it ain't fun, you know, and I just explained to him, you know, the things that happen, you know, how they play them games with you, you know, you know, how they half feed you. You, you know, you, you, you most of the time you don't know what you're eating. It don't come with no label on it. You know what I mean? You're going to get something all mixed up together. You might have some beans, some rice, some guess meat. Yeah, I said guess meat because you don't know what it is. You got to guess what it is. You got to give it a name. You know what I'm saying? Sloppy twop. That's what it is today. You know what I mean? You don't know. It ain't Joe because Joe don't look like that. Sloppy Joe don't look like that. So that's sloppy twop. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? And you got to eat that. You don't know where it came from. It's rat, rats and roaches and stuff down in the jail, down in the because they ain't got no exterminator that's coming on a regular basis like that. You know what I mean? Food all on the floor and stuff. You got to eat that. You know? And I you know, I just told him, I said, man, why make your life hard? Ain't no refrigerator in jail that you just go and open and just get you whatever you want out of there. You know? The toilet is in the room with you and another dude. You got to use the bathroom and dude sitting there looking at you use the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Showers in the middle of the, the day room or down the hall, you know what I'm saying? And, or you got to stand in the shower with six other dudes, you know what I mean? Everybody looking at you take a bath. You know what I mean? You can't wipe your rump because every time you take your rag and your soap to go back there to wipe your rump, dude looking to see, you know what I'm saying, the, connect, the canal open. You feel me? Ain't no ain't no privacy. You know what I'm saying? And I just told him straight up, you know what I'm saying? Bruh, it ain't what you think it is. It's, 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 it's really bad. It's worse. It's off the chain, and if you ain't been, I don't, I don't advise you to go. You know, and like I said, hey, I just been. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Trying to cut you off, um, and, and I do apologize. Uh, I, I was working on uh, some homework for school, um, mm-hmm. but my question is, my, my 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 question is, why do you think that it is so? Um, so hard for people to hear stories like yours and see the need for change or decide that they are going to make a change even after listening to you uh, tell your story. What makes me think that, 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 that it's still going to be hard for them to change? No, no, no. So, so even when, even when you tell your story, like you're like, like you, you're telling your story tonight and, uh-huh. and, and, you know, it should make people say, you know what, I'm never going there or whatever I'm doing, you know, I need to stop, you know, after listening to this man's story. Why do you think that people continue uh, on the path that they're on even, you know, even after hearing a story like yours? Because Simply because they don't think boo-boo stay. You understand what I'm saying? Some people, and you know, and I have to admit, I was one of those people that had to find out the hard way because I thought that I knew it all. And then some people stay in it just because of, like I said before, the acceptance of other people because they don't want to seem square. They don't want to seem, um, you know, like they ain't hood or they ain't no, you know, 
case may be, they'll stay in that limelight, you know, just to be accepted by their homeboy, you know what I'm saying, or their homegirl, you know. They'll continue to do that because it ain't hit them yet. It ain't happened to them yet, you know what I mean? You know, but then when but then when the bite comes down and it does happen, they'll say, oh, I wish I would have, oh, I wish I could have, you know what I'm saying? And a wish is just what it is. It's a bunch of words uh, uh, asking for something that you ain't got yet. You know what I mean? But yeah. most of the people that that still do the things that they do after hearing something like this is just to be accepted by other people of the fact that they think they hard. They think that, oh, yeah, well, I'm hard. I'm here. I got news for you. Wherever you go is hard people in the world. You understand what I'm saying? Wherever prison you go in, it's going to be niggas harder than you there. Straight up. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I mean that's a that's a given. I tell you what, you know what I'm saying. If you feel that you're the hardest dude in the world right now, you jump in the ring with 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 uh, uh what what the dude name is be boxing uh Floyd Mayweather since you hard, you know what I'm saying? Oh, can you beat him? No, you can't. The dudes in prison uh, eat Floyd for breakfast. Will eat him, literally. This dudes in prison will eat him for breakfast. So if you scared of Floyd, you better not go to prison. Like, it's a dude off in there eat him for breakfast, straight up. So, by you thinking you hard, it's harder dudes in there. You know what I mean? It's harder dudes anywhere you go in the world. You know what I mean? Where your hood is, them ain't the hardest cats in the world. It's hard dudes anywhere you go. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I mean, just answering your question right now, I just feel that, you know, dudes just stay in it or do whatever they do because they want to be accepted because they feel like, hey, um, you know, I can handle mine. I can handle myself until they bite that bullet. When they bite that bullet, then, hey, it's too late to say, I wish I should have or I should have listened in. Uh, Is that what you were asking me? I I agree with you, man. I was one of those, I was one of those guys that, you know, I got in trouble when I was younger. Uh, Never, but, but, but I was smart about it though. I never did anything that was going to, uh, that 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 I was not going to be able to recover from. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say that, it, you know, um, I didn't do things that probably should have got me into uh, juvenile detention center. But you know, I, I didn't do anything that you know uh, to get myself, you know, in prison or anything like that. And the education that I had about prison, granted, you know, I. I Thankfully, I've never had to spend a day in prison. I, I'm I'm truly grateful for that. And after listening to your story over the last hour, I'm even more more grateful that I haven't. But you know, I, I've seen family members um, and, and and friends who didn't quite get that message, you know, and they ended up having to do time. Um, you know, a lot of the guys that I used to walk to school with or ride the bus with, you know what I'm saying, they are in prison and are never getting out. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I just think about the patterns, the things that, that I noticed when we were growing up, um, you know, and how they may have contributed to why these, uh, guys are incarcerated today. You know what? You you absolutely right, Ronnie. You're absolutely right. 
you know, um, it's, 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 it's not what it's cracked up to be. I can say that. You know, like I said, you know, I, I tell this to the world standing on top of the mountain, you know what I mean, that prison and jail ain't no place for a human being to be at all. You know, I mean, I've seen you think, some of it. Why do you think the government won't do anything to improve the the prison system? Why, why do you think, knowing what they know, knowing the 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 violence that goes on in there, the brutality, uh, the 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 rape, the the homosexuality, all of those things. Why do you think um, it is more of a jungle or zoo, if you will, instead of a rehabilitation center? Really, really, jail and prison isn't made for you to get out. They don't want you to get out. That's what jails and prisons are for. Look at it. I look at it like this. Okay. I want you to, to go with me right now. I want you to just really think about this. <clears throat> the male member, he's he's the alpha male. He's he's the dude that's supposed to protect his family if he has a family. The young boy that's coming up under his mother, he's going to grow up to be a man. He's supposed to be able to protect his mother, his sisters, his his wife or his girlfriend, his kids. He's supposed to be able to do that. But if he's taken out of the picture, if he's put in prison, he's not able to be out there to do that. You understand what I'm saying? So the the thing is, if we can lock up the threats to, to us, the society, the government, if we can lock up the threats, the ones that are, are, are bad ones, the ones that, that commit crimes, the ones that are, are ferocious and fierce and good fighters and they ain't scared of the law. If we can lock them up and get them out of the way, then all we'll have to deal with is the ones that 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 are the calm, the ones that who ain't gonna fight us, who ain't gonna who ain't gonna go against our word, and we can rule the world. We can make them do what we want them to do, because all the gangsters, all the thugs, all the hard dudes, they're in prison, they locked up. You know what I mean? They're killing off each other. If you notice, there's no need for the Ku Klux Klan. Because blacks is killing more blacks than the Ku Klux Klan did. In street gangs, in gang violence. There's no need for the Ku Klux Klan no more. Because every 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 time you turn around, another black man killed another black dude. So they sit back and laugh at us. They say that we're doing their job for them. Unity amongst us would destroy any race because it's a quadruple of us than it is them. And they know this. So the thing is they keep flushing forcing all the drugs in our in our in our youthful cities and in our in 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 the in the in the in the, in the, the black neighborhoods and stuff to keep us warring against each other so they don't have to, to do it. And that's and that's the thing, you know what I'm saying? And then they keep taking money from schools, building more prisons. How do you take money from somewhere where I'm gonna learn and put it in, into a place where I don't get no learning? Come on, man, that don't that don't make sense. But we too blind to see that, you know. So what they do is they they, they keep sticking it out there so that you keep making those same dumb mistakes and this that and the other and getting sent to prison and they lock you up, you throw away the key. Now you don't have a family out You said something about uh, they don't want you to get out. And, and, and you know what comes to mind is if you get out, 
they want you to come back because think of it this way as well. These are people who make their living, who take care of themselves and their families if they have them off of your being incarcerated. So if, if, of course. if I, you're in here and I help you get yourself together, you're going to go out and you're going to be that leading man. You're going to make sure that your sons and daughters don't come back in here. So if I make sure that right. you right. get out and you're okay, and I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Rodney, I think you said, how, how, how can you feed the, somebody, Rodney, that you say you can't feed the beast or something <laughs> that you support, right. you know. Hey, you, can't, you, you cannot defeat an enemy that you're supporting. There you go. Yes, yeah, Exactly. If you don't go to prison, then they don't have a job. Point blank. Then prison have to shut down because there's nobody to run it. They don't. They, they, they can't. The facts in there. If they do dehumanize you, and even if you get out, they know that I've got in your head so badly until oh, you will be back, and so will your sons and and your sons' sons and so forth. You know what, Tammy? You know what? I want to say this right quick. Uh, right, let me interject right quick. Um, but I I found out in Wall Street. In Wall Street now, I want you to hear this. In Wall Street, uh, on Wall Street, rather, they have, um, what is it called? They have um, stock. They have stock in the court system. And every time a person pleads guilty to a charge, to a felony, every time you plead guilty to a felony, the Wall Street people get a certain percentage off of you because they know that nine times out of ten with the guilty felony plea, you're going to be sent to prison. And once you go to prison, they get so much money off of you a day for you being there. And in the work that you do while you're in prison, you work for free in prison, they still be getting paid off of your head. So it's it's no longer really to to survive you to get out. They're making money off of you. It's called legalized slavery. That's what it's called. Because now it's legal for you to be locked up, but we're enslaving you like we did back in the 1920s and working you for free. That's what it's called. See, it's it's a money bracket for the government. That's what they do. They they clean the highways. Who's making that money? The government. They clean the lakes and the ponds. Who's making that money? The government. They 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 clean the they uh. To cut the lawns and this, that, and the other. They work for the fire department. They 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 make license plate. They they make shoes. They make deodorant. They make soap. All of this stuff that they do. Who's getting the money for it? The government, because the inmates don't get nothing. If they did, why families got to send them packages? Why families got to send them money orders? You understand what I'm saying? So it's all a money bracket. That's all it is. Now, what you finna say, Randy? Uh, now you you didn't you didn't open my mind up to some other things. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the things that bothered me, uh, I think the first time I heard about it was a few years ago, and I can't remember how I came across this information, but uh, they determined the number of prison beds that they're going to need based on third-grade reading scores. And 
that bothered me because if if you can make that assumption or there's some sort of connection there, why is it that you're investing in prison beds rather than coming up with the interventions for these kids who you believe are going to prison? I'm with you, Bo. I don't, I, I don't believe their intention is for you to ever get out of prison, or if you do, they want to make sure that you come back. I remember, right. I remember some guys, um, you know, some of my dad's friends, who would get locked up on purpose because they said, well. I get three meals a day. There's a roof over my head when it's cold, when it's raining, etc. So for them, being locked up was the best thing for them because it was better for them to be locked up than for them to be out on the street. They were going to be taken care of if they were incarcerated, whereas they would they felt like they would have to struggle if they were out here in the street. This is why I believe slavery never ended. It just went from being legal uh, to to enslave people to now you have to be slick about it. You can still enslave people if you understand the definition of slavery. If you understand what slavery is, you can still enslave folks. And the problem is, instead of being educated, we'd rather be ignorant. We'd rather we'd rather go out here and make fast money as opposed to getting up and going to work every day and working hard for our families, whether it takes us 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, to start to see the fruits of our labor, but at least at five, six, seven, eight o'clock, whatever time you get off work, at least your family gets to see you every day. But that is what has happened to us mentally over the years, and it's just it's just disappointing that people still haven't got gotten the message. It is now Black History Month. Guess what? It doesn't matter how many times you uh, recite I Have a Dream. It doesn't matter how many black movies you show or you watch. None of that stuff matters if from March to January we're still shooting, killing, stabbing, harassing, raping each other. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do in February. Stanley and I talked about this a few weeks ago when it came to Martin Luther King Day. You know, everybody wants to be, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Civil Rights, Mr. or Mrs. Activist today, you know, on that particular day. But what about all the other days? What are we doing? This is Tammy. Um, I just open up the line. I want to make sure that everybody knows. I know we've had some people come in um, after the fact. So just remember, if you have a question or a comment, um, or if you want to be able to contact, you know, Bo after the show, 
you know, just just select the number one, get in and ask your questions, make your comments. Chat line the same. You can see your questions or comments there as well. Um, I, I think it goes back to what you said, Bo, a little bit earlier about blame. I know we're twisting it a little bit here, but I think this is just as equally as important because a lot of our young people, they're missing out, um, gosh, in, in, in many other ways. I, I can imagine your time, though, and our time, what you were going through. And it, it, it's time 10 now for, for a young black male. And, and we're not saying that this is exclusive to young black men because we have um, all of our young people seem to be in trouble to me today. But everybody's starting to look alike. However, as we talk about slavery, you mentioned earlier about blame. When I asked you about the blame wow. thing, and you wow. said you said it perfectly. You said, you know, as long as I was blaming someone, it it allowed me or made it okay for me to keep doing what I was doing. I look at it the right. same way with slavery. By no way am I saying slavery is over. No, I'm saying it's gotten a little bit better. It's even more. It's more reason to stand up now and make better choices, the right choices, especially when it comes to yourself and your family, especially for our men, because as both said, if you guys are in jail, if, if, if the system is making sure that you will be in jail based on your third-grade test scores, and if you think about that and go a little bit deeper, no child left behind. No, they don't want you to be left behind because they got a place for you, that they need you. And so, see, so it's my responsibility as a parent to make sure, no, you're not left behind. You're ahead of the game. Yeah, this is the way it is, and this is what you have to do to not keep up but to get ahead. And when you get there, while you're getting there, make sure you reach over and bring somebody with you. Don't feel like you have to push them aside in order for you to get there. Because I think that's what happened amongst, amongst our race is we feel, and I'm going to keep it real on y'all, just stay with me here, we feel that we are each other's competition, black, white, whatever, but we feel as a black man, black man, black woman, black woman, especially, that it's only a few of us are going to make it. So let me make sure I push you down so that puts me closer to the top. That's my opinion. Now, and I stick with that one. So like Bo talked about, other races can come here, they can live together on top of one another and get along. Why? Because they know it gets greater later. We're working and living here for a purpose. We're going to endure this because we are, we're on a mission. We have a plan. And so we don't have a plan, not even for our children. Every year now for the past few years, I typically would, would do something for black history. I'm not doing that this year. Why? Because we should no longer have to do this, make sure that our kids hear about history 30 to 28 days. Let me not even say 30, 28 days out of the year, regardless of the reason why. We should have made sure by now history is history regardless of what color, and it should be taught to our kids just like any other history. But no, we're we're packing Super Bowl out by the millions, which I didn't watch. I'm just about sick of all of this. So see, our choices—it's not just about making those choices that are keeping going to keep you free. It's what you do with your freedom. 
It's the choices we make to remain free for our children to be free and to be as one, to be seen for who they are and not the color right, of their right. being. So we have a right. lot. It's, it's so much more about, Bo, I'm so, I'm so thankful that you got it and you're getting it enough to share it with our young people. Because a lot of people will get out, get get what they need to get for them, and keep moving. Tell me, can I can I interject for a minute? I, I want to say this, and you know, this is this is not to disrespect anybody. This is just to to really just give you uh, a word of wisdom. Parents, parents, you gotta be parents. Ain't no such thing as being no friend to no child. Your child is not your friend. Your child is your responsibility, and you have to be a parent first. All that stuff about uh, uh, my my daughter is my best friend, and my son is like my you know my friend, and you know you can't be friends with your child. You know my mama told me a long time ago, you play with a puppy, he gonna lick you in the mouth. So you have to be stern in what you say. You have to be you have to be stern. You have to be the parent. I didn't say don't love them. Because you can love them and be stern at the same time. I do it daily. You have to be. Because a child should know the difference from when you're playing and when you're serious. A child should know that, that it has certain limitations to pushing that button that's going to make you fly off the top and, and and crash them upside the head. You understand what I'm saying? They, they ought to know that. You know? I look at it like this. You know, the man, I remember a man asked me one day, he said, did you whoop your son? I said, yeah, I whooped him. He said, why? I said, because if you get him in jail, you're going to whoop him. You understand what I'm saying? And he just looked at me. You know what I mean? You know why he looked at me? Because I told him the truth. You see, ain't nothing wrong with spanking your child. The Bible says spat a rod, you spoil that child. So you have to have some kind of discipline, some kind of structure in your household. You see what I'm saying? Police come out, tell me, you beat your child, but take him with you then. You understand? Because when you leave on, beat him again. Yeah, I'm going to whoop his behind. Because he ain't going to grow up to tell me what to do. He ain't going to grow up to, to put me out my own house. Come on now. Who does that? You know? So I found out that you can't be a friend to your child. You have to be a parent. You have to be a father or you have to be a mother. You know what I'm saying? You can love them. True enough, you can love them to death. But they need to know the difference between love and they need to know the difference between when you're serious. You know what I'm saying? And that makes that makes the that makes matters a whole lot easier. You see what I'm saying? Because child they'll play with you, play with you, play with you, just to find your weak points. And then they'll say something here and they'll say something there. Or your daughter, she'll roll her eyes over here, or roll her eyes. Just to see if they can get away with it. You see what I'm saying? When we was coming up as kids, but I ain't never get away with none of that. But my mama whooped me for everything that I did. But trust me, my behind still attached to my back. You understand me? And my life is still going. So it didn't kill me. But what it did was it gave me respect. And it made me know that there were certain things that I could say to her and certain things I couldn't. It made me know that I couldn't be around her when she was talking to somebody else grown. It made me know that if I went over there and did something to Miss Jane, I was going to get a skinning for it. You know what I'm saying? Miss Jane ain't skinned me first. You know what I mean? But it taught me, it taught me respect. It taught me to respect my elders. A lot of in, in, in these days, hey, a lot of kids don't have respect for elders. You know what I mean? You can tell how they they they're beating them up and killing them and robbing elderly folks. Man, where I come from, that was a no no. You know what I mean? You couldn't you you couldn't do that to them old folks back. You know what I mean? Back then, if you did, well, one of your homeboys would do you in. 
because that's how much respect we grew up with kids. But it starts in the home. You have to separate yourself from your child when it comes to being a parent. And ain't no such thing as being a friend. You can't be a friend to your child. You have to be a parent to your child. You know what I'm saying? And let them know that, hey, I love you, but I'm your parent first. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. But I'm your parent first. You know, and I just wanted to say that, Tammy. Oh, that, that, that's, that's good. I mean, well, I know it's, it's we're coming down to the last 20 minutes here, and I know it's uh, late on your end, and Rodney, so go ahead and, and, and I guess, Rodney, any more questions or comments from you? And then if not, I guess we can let both kind of make sure that everybody knows how to um, – I guess contribute, especially tell people where you are. I don't know if we said that because some some of our listeners are a great number of our listeners are from the Atlanta area or Georgia area. Um, so kind of, I guess right now, I'll turn it back over to you. Any comments, questions, and then we'll turn it back over to both to make sure that he um, sums it up and then make sure everybody knows how to reach him. This is Rodney, and, and I just want to first of all say thank you to Bo. Um, for coming on and and having the courage um, to share your story, because oftentimes, um, you know, people who have uh, similar uh, past, similar backgrounds, um, they are afraid to to share their, their their testimony with people. But I'm I'm grateful that he did, and I hope that everyone who listened was able to take something away from the things that he said and apply it to their lives. And then also, if you know of young people, the good thing about Blog Talk Radio is that you can listen to the shows, you know, at any time. So I hope that those of you who are listening will will, will find somebody, at least one person, and it may not even be a child. It might be somebody who, you know, is a mentor, somebody who uh, is responsible for leading a, uh, you know, a group of children. And just tell them, you need to listen to this show. I was sitting here typing a paper for class, and, you know, and I had to keep stopping because I was like, man, like, you know, it was just that. It was just that catching. And you could tell that it comes from a good place. You could tell that everything he says come from come from the heart. So Bo, I wanna thank you, man, for coming on and and, and sharing your your story with us, uh, with all of our listeners. Um Thank you for having so me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. And go ahead and uh and share the and share your information. And I hope that people reach out because I'm pretty sure somebody is listening and really needed to hear this show either for them for themselves or for somebody that they know. Rodney, I sure appreciate that. And I thank you and Tammy both for having me on here, you know. Um this is really, you know, my first time ever being honored for anything. You know what I mean? I mean that that shows me that God is is, is dedicating himself to my favor. You know what I mean? Um uh, just Sunday um, me and Tasha was uh, awarded the privilege of being uh, named godparents, you know? Wow, we got a godson. Now I got two godsons, you know what I mean? We're godparents to some 
kids at our church, you know what I mean? And that was a first time for me also in my 45 years. I never thought I would be a godparent. I, I felt unworthy of, of having a title like that. You know, I couldn't be a god anything or, or less long a parent, you know what I mean? Um, but God, you know. So I would like to thank you guys, man, for having me on here to be able to share. You know, there's no more <clears throat> there's no more darkness in my day. I, there's only light. You know, I'm, I'm not ashamed of anything that I did uh, in my past. Um, I couldn't hide it from God, so therefore I don't want to hide it from man. That's why I have no problem telling people today. Um, I'm not ashamed of anything. You know, I feel that, you know, by telling someone could save their lives. You know what I mean? By keeping it to myself, ain't going to do nothing but die with me when I when I die one day, one of these days. So therefore, I'd rather give it away. You know what I mean? I want to say to all the listeners out there that tune in to hear this segment, I appreciate you. Um, I love you. You know what I mean? Uh, some of you I may know. Some of me I may not know. But I love you anyway because that's what God is. He is love and he lives in me. Um, I hope that this has helped you. Um, I can be reached uh, uh, or tighten up ministries. Um, I have a blog there. I have um, where you can leave messages. Um, You can inbox me and Bo Jackson. A lot of people know me as Bo Jackson on my Facebook. Um, You can hit me up there. Uh, You can, you can instant message me, call me through the instant messenger. Um, kids out there that's having problems and you need to talk to somebody and you feel that you can't talk to your parents, hit me up. You know what I mean? We'll talk, get it through. You know what I mean? Let me talk to your parent. I'll talk to your parent and see if we can come to some kind of conclusion that will help you, that will benefit your life, you know what I'm saying, instead of end your life or lead you down a road of destruction. That's not what we want. We want the best for you. Like I said, man, I appreciate you guys for having me on here. Um, Anytime you need me, just give me a call. Thank you, Bo. And I guess what you're telling people is to do is tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you guys, if you cannot find Bo, um, of course, you can always call me and I'll get you in touch with him for sure. My number, 901-830-6088. Again, 901-830-6088. And I'll help you find him. So, um, Bo, again, as Rodney said, thank you, thank you, thank you. It takes a lot to come. You're welcome. You're welcome. On and be so transparent. Um, I just, I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for where this is going to go. Um, and you're always in my prayers, always. Thank you. And you're in mine as well. You are Rodney. <laughs> Appreciate that, May. For sure, for sure. All right, so we're going to be doing this for the rest of the month, um, honoring leading men, and uh, have just a great lineup for the rest of the month. And we are, for March, honoring leading women, um, still signing on for that. So if you are a leading woman, um, don't hesitate. I, I'm I'm not reached out to many people on my own um, unless I was led to and for a reason. So and I did that because I want people to, to own up. If you there's nothing wrong with, with claiming, hey, yes, I'm leading um where God has planted me. I'm leading in those areas as I should be and I'm proud of it. 
And leading, again, does not mean you have to be making six figures, driving the Mercedes Benz or whatever with the, um, you know, 5,000 square foot home, too, whatever it is. It does not mean that. Matter of fact, I, I would prefer the other, the other side of the scope. So um, if you want to, to nominate someone for it, I'd be glad to contact them and say, hey, someone's nominated you and this is what we're doing and would you be interested um, I'm open to coming on just as many nights as I need to in order to get everybody in um, because we all have a story, and God surely can get the glory from our story if we if we just say, okay, if we just surrender as Bo did and say he got sick and tired, sick and tired, and he counted 365 bricks. How, won't God do it? Won't he let you count 365 bricks and say that's just how many days it is in a year? That's amazing. <laughs> so, I'm telling I you, know I'm bridge. Yeah, I'm bridge. <laughs> that was something else, but I'm kind of bridge over and over and over. Jesus. <laughs> Thank God he didn't count no bitch no more. The boat that he counted, he had bricks. And it, it, of course, I can imagine that moment when he says, wait a minute, it's 365 days in a year. Can you imagine the look right. on his face? Exactly. Like, wow. Amen. I'm, I'm glad you're not counting bricks anymore, brother. Hey, man, you ain't the only one. I'm glad either. I'm glad too. I'm telling you, man. God, man, it's something awesome, man. It's something amazing, man. I mean, what he can do for your life, man, you can't even do for yourself. I know it ain't me. You know what I mean? I, I knew it had to be him. Couldn't have been mm-hmm. me. I know that it's all him. You know, and for him, you know, I give him the honor, the glory, and the praise. I mean, this is what I'm going to be doing until I leave this world. You know, it's so important that the best learner is the learner that, and and I actually heard one of our guests is going to be on this this month. I was listening to him on a radio show, actually, kind of like Rodney, and I uh, looked him up and found him. He's going to be on, I think, the 23rd, but I heard while he was doing his show is, you know, heard him say the best learner is that one who realizes he doesn't have to go through it to learn it. Get it from me. Let me let me be your example. Let me tell you that the building is on fire in, on the inside. If I tell you that, you don't you don't need to go in and see. You don't. If you mm-hmm. if let my life be the smoke. Let my life. If you if you, if you see smoke coming from that building and someone says, "Hey, that building's on fire on the inside," only a fool would run in there, unless there's great in there for you to get, like your children or something. But only a fool will go in there to say, oh, yeah, man, it's the fire, and it it burnt me. So here someone is is being transparent, is giving you life stories from beginning to end, over 22 years incarcerated by God. And it's telling you the very thing that you don't want to give up out here, which is your freedom, your manhood, all of this stuff. Well, you're going to where you're going to give up everything. Like that. Amen. So thank you again, Bo. Um, the show is archived, so if you have anybody that missed it tonight, I'll, I'll uh, post it right after the show, and you'll you'll be able to continue to do so as well. Um, I can email it to you so that you can email it out, um, just however you want to get it. But I, I want this to to get into as many hands as possible. Um, 
So just we'll we'll make it work. Maybe you can kind of share it as you go around and start your speaking, and they can listen to it or so forth, however you want to do it. So just we'll stay connected. And, again, what do we say to our people who are listening? Do y'all know what the words are? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tammy. Okay, why don't you it over to you? This is this has been a pleasure, and I'm so glad that uh, Tammy and I uh, connected probably about a year and a half ago now, and uh, I'm just grateful that I, I, I've had an opportunity to. Um, just connect with 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 Tammy and uh, just so many honoring, uh, you know, so so many honorable people, uh, men and women, and uh, butterfly evolution has has definitely uh, been great in my life, and so I'm thankful. Um, however, we did meet them. I know. I I, I know we. <laughs> I know we we're still trying to figure all of that out, but um, <laughs> I'm just grateful um, because just thinking about this past month, um, there have been some phenomenal men on this show, and the shows have been powerful. The men have had you know a lot of things to offer uh, to the listeners. And so I'm grateful for uh, for you, Tammy, uh, just allowing God to use you. And, you know, each one of them have been unique. Each one of them have been different. Um, you know, you never knew, you know, what to expect week to week. And so I'm excited about next week. I'm glad I got to, uh, to hear uh, Bo's story. Hopefully next week I won't have homework that I have to do, um, and I'll be able to, you know, uh, be active on the show from the very beginning. But to all of our listeners, uh, thank you so much for tuning in with us tonight. Uh, we'll be back here uh, next week, same time, same place, same station. Uh, to everyone, we hope that you have a blessed week and a great night. Good night, everybody.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.